The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to the Ethereum Podcast. My name remains Kyle Deguta, and um, today we're going to be talking to you about the foundations for exceptional leadership. The foundations for exceptional leadership. It's my belief that there are certain foundations that would enable anyone to have an exceptional leadership experience. Now, the strength of a building lies in this foundation. The main purpose of the foundation is to hold the structure above it and keep it upright. So, a poorly constructed foundation will be dangerous to the occupant of a building, but a right foundation will be beautiful for the occupant of a building. So, it's important for the safety, for the structural agility of a foundation, of a building, that the foundation must be beautiful. So, today, I want to extend that to leadership. How do we have great foundations that can have great buildings or great leadership? Now, so we're going to be studying that in the next seven weeks to be able to understand how we can build great foundations for exceptional leadership. So I'm going to be talking to you about the seven things I think are great foundations for exceptional leadership. And we'll start with what I consider the priority number one, which is the fact that in the philosophy of it's not about you, it's not about you. Now, Every great leader from Mataman Gandhi, from Martin Luther King, from Winston Churchill, every great leader from every time in memorial have always lived with this mantra and this motto that it's not about them. It's not about them. Those who have lived for themselves have never been great leaders. Those who live for others that can create impact have always been great leaders. No matter what you study, whether about trust, about responsibility, about empathy, about direction, about routines, about emotional intelligence is always going to come back to the fact that the people leave a mantra that it's not just about them. So a house can only rise up to the beauty of its foundation. So if the foundation of the house is compromised, the buildings will be. So for people going into leadership, there's certain foundations that people must have in order to be able to build an exceptional leadership. And you must understand that leaders must deal with and in hope. Leaders must deal with and in hope. And leaders cannot deal with and in hope if they do not understand that it's not about them. When people cannot see what you're seeing, then it's time for empathy. When people cannot see what you're seeing, it's time for empathy. Now, how do you lead people who are colorblinded and show them pictures of colors? In a sense, how do you lead people who can only see in black and white and you are leading them into a colorful um, arena. So leadership is all about empathy. Leadership is about finding ways in which when people are scared about the effects of what is taking place, effects of the organizational plan, effects of the organizational direction, how do you imbibe hope into them? Now, that's questions about leadership. Now, leaders must understand that it's not about where you work, but leaders must understand that it's about how you communicate. And leaders cannot do it with communication if they do not understand that it's just about them. So, for instance, you want to communicate to someone who probably doesn't read and write and you have to communicate things to them. You've got to find ways to communicate to them in pictures. You know, So, leadership is bathed by good communication when you understand that it's not just about them. It's not just about what you know. It's also about the other people who are there. Now, responsibility is also bad when in leadership, when you know that, yes, it's not just about your survival, but about the trust that has been given unto you. 
that you have the responsibility of lives of people's careers people's hope people's aspirations people's joys people's happiness lays in your hands i mean a well-run organization would mean that people can have fantastic homes people can have beautiful careers because you've run the organization well so when you Taking actions and decisions, you will have to understand that it's just not about you. You're being responsible for people's futures. You're being responsible for people's happiness, their joys. And you're also responsible for their health. If you have to look at it carefully, ultimately, you're also responsible for their lives. That's how strange leadership could be. You could be responsible for the lives of people. And um, I mean, for instance, you're leading people to war. Which kind of leadership are you providing? Because if you don't provide right leadership, then at the end of the day, then things will not work. There was a story about NNSL ship. One time in 1989, Portugal that had to had to be compromised, and the captain was telling the people they should all go to the lifeboat. And I was watching the film one time as a young guy, and um, I realized that the pilot kept telling them to go into the lifeboat, but the people refused. But the pilot had four children there; his wife was also there. He kept them inside the lifeboat, but he could not leave the ship. Because of the fact that there were people there. Now, that's exceptional responsibility. That's taking responsibility for the lives of people. And he doesn't start on the day of battle. It starts on the day in which when you begin to be imbibing into you, the fact that the responsibility of the lives of people, it's in your hands, it's in your care. So that's how responsibility is about. Then we must know that their actions, their, their lives, it, it is also entrusted to us. And that's why every time you think about this, Every exceptional leader has always been someone who thought about the responsibility entrusted into them and not just about them. Take Nelson Mandela, one of Africa's greatest lights and beacons of hope. Now, Nelson Mandela, when he was at the Robin Islands and many governments came and offered him asylum and said, look, just leave this place. We'll take care of you. We'll give you a house. We'll take care of your children. We'll be responsible for relocating you. And you just say, it's not about them. It's about the struggle. It's about the thing they wanted to do. It's about liberating these people from the shackles of appetite. And that's how he stayed. If he had thought it was about him, if he had thought it was about him, he would have abandoned the struggle. He would have abandoned the people. He would have sold out, which many people would do. When the war becomes very bitter, the struggle becomes tough, they would just abandon it. But not Nelson Mandela. And he had a bad that. Even when he became president of um, South Africa, you know what he did? After one thing, what did he decide to do? He decided that it was okay. It was not about him. It was not about him. Now, when you begin to think like that, you will be an exceptional leader. You will be an exceptional leader. It's not just about you. It's not about your survival. I mean, there are times when you look at African leaders, they, they may even bring down the entire organization down just because of them of, and what they're going to do. I remember Mbutu Seseseko once said something. They said there will be no Zaire after him. He lived his life in such a way that Zaire will not survive after him. And so when he died, in fact, there was no Zaire because he became Congo Kinshasa, you understand? Because of the fact that he had always said there will be no Zaire after him. But that's not what exceptional leaders do. Exceptional leaders make sure that they are responsible. They see everything as a trust in responsibility. And because of that, their followers can now begin to have trust in them. And, and you know, when leaders, when, when your followers trust you, they can put in your hands their future. They can put in your hands their lives. You know, they can follow you blindfolded even onto war because they trust you. And they trust you because they know it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the struggle. It's about your destination. It's about the results you want to achieve and achieve. It's about their goodwill. They're able to, they're able to know that you care for them. Like someone said, no one, no one wants to know how much you know 
until they know how much you care. So exceptional leaders have to imbibe this philosophy that it's not about them. Once you get it right, that it's not about you, you get the philosophy, you grow in it, you build it up, then you're on the path towards becoming an exceptional leader. Then you cannot begin to help the organization make sacrifices. That's not about you. I mean, you will not abandon the ship. You will be able to pay the price for greatness. You'll be able to, to keep getting better, keep, keep improving. And you'll be able to make sure that you're able to fulfill the requirements that this chaotic world probably needs. And that's why I'm talking to you today. So concerning this, we also have to know that Jim Collins once said something. He said many uh, level four leaders, he called them level four leaders, they were capable leaders, but they always set up their organizations to fail in their absence. That's not the plan for the exceptional leaders. The exceptional leaders know one rule of leadership that they are irrelevant in their absence. So they set up their organizations to thrive even in their absence. They're not there, they're not present, but the person can still thrive even in their absence. Then the organizations can survive, can do well, can do better. So that's why exceptional leaders are very few because many people look for themselves, but very few people can decide that they're not looking out for them. They're not looking out for their families. They're looking out for the interest of the organization. They're looking out for the interest of the followers and they're able to do much, much better. So these foundations will help young people who are emerging leaders know, understand that if you can get this philosophy right inside of you, build it up, begin to think about it, then you'll be able to pay the price for being an exceptional leader. Those are the things that all great exceptional leaders have. Mother Theresa, imagine her. If it's about her, she would have looked at it that she could be compromised with leprosy, but she was serving people who were leprous. She didn't mind to do that. Why? Because it wasn't about her. It was about a vision. It was about a purpose. It was about a mission. It was about a mandate to something better, to influence, to impact the generation. And that's what all exceptional people have always done. I mean, you could just look at it that, I could live better. I could survive with my family. But you would say, no, you will not do that. But you would go ahead and work for the organization. So a great man will say that any, any man can attain anything in life. If he doesn't care who takes the glory. So when you realize that leadership responsibility is not about you, but about the number one, it's not about you, but it's about the rest results you want to aim at, the results you want to get, then you must know that it's not about you. Then you can help the organization to attain such results. Number two, you must know that leadership is about building the people. When you build the people, the people cannot build organizations. So you have to create institutions and systems that will do well in your absence. Like I said, that a great leader, an exceptional leader must understand that the organization must thrive in its absence, not, not be destroyed. So when you know it's not about you, you're able to fight the distractions, that even good things can distract the organization from attaining great heights. So the leaders will fight the distractions. Number four, which I love so much, is the fact that exceptional leaders, when they know that it's not about them, it's okay to share the glory, but take responsibility for the blame. Now, every time I see exceptional leaders, I always see one thing that they always do. They always share the booty, but own the blame. The point, the fingers, they bring out, they say, look at the mirror and say, if there's any fault, it's mine. But they look at the window and say, if there's any glory, these are the ones who have caused it. True. Because, but the mirror, it's them. They look at themselves. At look, they are the ones res responsible for the failures. But if there's any glory, they share it. They share the bounty with everybody. Now, that's a philosophy that you must have in order to be able to thrive, to be able to build a great leadership capacity. 
for yourself. I mean, if you look at it clearly, if anyone doesn't build this capacity in himself, that it's not about him, it's not about her, he will never become a great leader. He would always go to leadership positions, leadership responsibilities, leadership situations, thinking it's about him, thinking about it's about him, and it's not about you. And that's one thing you must know. It's not about you. It's about the influence you want to make, the impact, the change you want to do. The lives that will be transformed, the country that will be changed just because you lived and became an exceptional person. Imagine, like I said earlier on, if Nelson Mandela never lived, imagine Mahatman Gandhi never took the responsibility of, of leading um, India. Where would the British Empire be in India? Those are the kind of things that you think about. It's not about them. Because, you see, most times, what I think about, what I see is that whenever despotic people lead and they want to destroy a movement, they just look for the leaders and they try to bribe them and say, okay, you take this and, okay, set you off yourself, set your families and move on. And most times, the leadership or the movement fizzles out. Why? Because of the fact that it's about them, leaders. But when the leadership begins to think, oh, it's about me, I want, even if you're giving this, I can take it, I can, I can abandon the people, then that person is on the way to becoming an exceptional leader. And finally, you cannot be a person of influence and impact if you do not transform yourself from thinking about you, about your interest, to about the other people's interests. So it's not just about your interest, it's about what would make it better for other people. How can other people achieve their goals? How can the people you lead become better? How can the society become better? How can you do things that will transform society and society becomes better. Those are the things and those are the ways in which you will begin to think. Now, so those are the things in which I've thought about and um, I feel that once you know and you share, you'll be able to get better leadership, you'll be able to be a better leader, you'll be able to do well in your leadership journey and you'll be able to build a great edifice upon your leadership journey. So imagine if Nelson Mandela hadn't thought about, about this. Now it's not about me, it's about this system, about the impact I want to make, about the liberation. What will happen? In Nelson Mandela's own case, I knew he had imbibed this philosophy so much because of the fact that after he became president, he said it wasn't about him. He could be president for the second time. He said, no, he hasn't achieved his goal. It's not about him. He withdrew from the limelight. It wasn't about him. It was about the liberation. Not only of the black man, even also of the white man. You understand? So it wasn't about him. That's what makes him a great, great leader. And that's what will make you also a great leader in your own time, your own generation. When you think about just you and you alone, you will never become an exceptional leader. And our generation is looking for exceptional leaders. And it starts by one simple philosophy, little simple philosophy, but powerful philosophy. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the interest of the organization, the interest of society, the impact, the lives that will be transformed, the people whose destinies are in your hands, who can change just because of the fact that you did not think about you, but you thought about the greater good. You thought about it for everyone. How can everyone be better? Not just how can my family be better? Not how can my family escape this poverty? Oh, how can this society escape this poverty? How can this society become prosperous? When you begin to think like that, then you'll be on the way to becoming an exceptional leader. Like a proverb said, it said, a rich man in the midst of many poor men is the worst, poorest of them all. You understand? So you're not thinking about you, you're just thinking about how can I make everyone better. And exceptionally, that's always make sure that everyone becomes better because of the fact that they had met and encountered you. So as I leave this place today, I ask that you join us in the next, um, the next um, six podcasts on foundations of exceptional leadership. And uh, we'll look at all the other ones. I'm very certain that once you do all this, your leadership will be beautiful. Nigeria is waiting for great leaders. The world is waiting for great leaders, exceptional leaders. And I hope you're going to be one of them. God bless you.